Hello and welcome to the I Am Human Holistic Healing Podcast. I am Amari from HolisticHeal.com. Now let's get into the subject of this episode, which is titled Mental and Emotional Intelligence, Thoughts and Emotions. This transmission will be divided into four parts where I will be talking about four underlying factors that contribute to mental and emotional distress. So in previous episodes, I spoke about thoughts from the perspective of neuroscience and psychology. In this episode, I will be diving deeper into thoughts and emotions from an energetic and holistic perspective, including how thoughts are always related and connected to our vibrational emotional states. In any discussion that revolves mental and emotional health, I think it is important to emphasize that in conventional psychotherapy and psychoanalytic theory, mental and emotional distress such as depression and anxiety are a result of conflicts within the mind between the conscious and unconscious mind. The unconscious mind drives our impulses and behaviors. It is the reason why we behave the way we do. When talking about mental and emotional health, I think it is important to understand that no one consciously and willingly chooses to be depressed or anxious, even if their inner dialogue is downputting and spirals them deeper into the depression and anxiety. We all have these habitual thought processes and impulses of further driving ourselves deeper into our mental and emotional pain by what we tell ourselves in our inner dialogue with the subconscious programming. No one really wants to be stuck looping in a dense and harsh mental and emotional energy. Nonetheless, it happens and many times we further drive ourselves deeper into such dense states. Now, let's look at why this happens. What makes us drive ourselves into these states and why? So, in this episode, I will mention four factors that are part of the influencing forces and reasons why we spiral ourselves deeper into these painful mental and emotional states. All these factors are interconnected and they can happen and usually happen simultaneously. So these four factors that I will mention is Firstly, the unconscious mind is always the number one driving force. The unconscious mind is the foundation of our mind and is the place where we store trauma. So the first and main influencing factor being the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is the place where we store All of our traumatic experiences, our unconscious mind have roots that stem from childhood. So as the unconscious mind stores trauma, by definition, trauma is an injury or a wound from something that happened to you that is too overwhelming for your mind to comprehend. So by definition, trauma is 
something that is too overwhelming. And so trauma is not the event in particular, rather it is how an individual responds to the event that is the thing that generates trauma. When we are children and we experience trauma, which by the way, all humans do, some more frequent and extreme than others, As children, we are unable to regulate ourselves and process the experience. So what happens here is that as we experience something traumatic, we take on ways of looking at and understanding the experience that are false and distorted. For example, it is totally normal to feel upset at an insult, like it is totally understandable. But if we are in a state of being unable to regulate what and how we feel, the way we feel and how we react to that insult is more intense and lasts longer. In a state of regulation, we would perhaps respond to that insult like, well, how you think of me does not define me. But if we are in a state of being unable to regulate our emotions, which as children we don't know how to, we might take that insult and respond to it internally within us, reacting and thinking that that person is correct and I'm useless because they're probably right. And so that is the thought process that we would take on in a state of dysregulation. For example, experiencing something traumatic as a child that left you feeling humiliated. Firstly, that experience and the memory of that experience is stored in the unconscious mind. And as you are unable to regulate yourself in a healthy way, you take on these ways of making sense of the situation by telling yourself things like it is my fault I should have done this or that or I need to hide these aspects of myself that caused this humiliation these become beliefs that you take on and live life from a perspective of believing this about yourself remember that how an individual responds to the event is the thing that generates trauma So this could play out in many different ways. Trauma is not set in one way that unfolds in the same way for everyone. Because how we respond to the traumatic events is the thing that generates the trauma. It refers to those things that we say to ourselves and believe about the experience. Another way this trauma of humiliation could play out as we're in a state of dysregulation, of being unable to regulate ourselves, we take on these false beliefs during the traumatic experiences. These false beliefs we could take on, for example, could also be beliefs of blaming humans as being evil, not trusting others, or that you need to protect yourself, or that you constantly need to watch your back and that people are out to get you. These beliefs that we take on during traumatic experiences become a part of our subconscious programming, which nature is to start running automatically, usually based on a trigger. 
As we are triggered, the stories and the beliefs and the ways of thinking that relates to the trauma starts to run automatically. This could be blaming yourself or blaming others. I will get to triggers in a moment. This concludes part one, where I discuss the main influencing factor contributing to mental and emotional distress being the unconscious mind. In part two, I will go on to talk about neurons and neural networks. <laughs> 